0: Some of the training
1: considerations for lifters going through chemotherapy? Lifters going through chemotherapy. Well uh, it's been my experience that you can't train within about five days of treatment. You have to lay on your ass and try not to die. Because chemotherapy is trying to kill everything. Right? It's poison, it's trying to kill everything. The idea is we try to kill the cancer first, but it is definitely trying to kill you. And what I have seen is, is that you take a treatment, you wait, you know, at least four days, probably five days, then you drink. The volume low, you handle the intensity that you can. Chemo is typically once every, usually once every two weeks every three weeks, and uh, you just handle what you can, keeping the volume low, and you gradually ramp the intensity up. So really what you're doing is a little three-week cycle, or a two-week cycles, and the volume's always low. One work set. That's all you can do, because this is, you know, not the time to play little bullshit games with volume. You just come in, you're trying to maintain your muscle mass so that the muscle mass can help you live through the cancer. And if you can do that, obviously, what we're dealing with here is the lowest effective dose concept. How much can I get away with not doing while still doing something? Okay. right, and we've done this several times. It's always better than not doing it. And we just, we just interviewed uh, John
0: Wilson from your gym. Yeah, our Wilson's podcast, on the, the Logic podcast that came out this week. The guy's had stage four kidney cancer. It, he's going to die from cancer. He's had eh, maybe. I don't so know. I don't kill him. But uh, he's had it for two I'm years. He's been on chemo for two years, and he's maintained his body weight and, and had to go through several other surgeries in he the middle was of He supposed that.
1: to be dead 18 months ago. Yeah. It's and a cool story. You should bit, listen to his story. It's good. I think you should send him an email. We give out his
0: email at the end, send out his email, and tell him you thought it was a great story. And pass it along to people like your parents, who think they're too big of pussies, and old people to train on this guy who's, how old is John?
1: 58. 58. had 58? stage four kidney cancer for the last two years. trained anyway. So Hell, he just had neck surgery, too. Yeah. He has got through with neck surgery. So I mean, it can be done. Yeah, yeah. it's a bad. Answer. Can be done. Yeah, he'll probably die from cancer, but not next week. It won't be next week. He hasn't wasted away. No, right? that's how you die from cancer generally. Until it gets into your brain, is it's a wasting disease. Yeah. And what does the medical community do to mitigate that? Nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> Nothing. They'll all tell you. It's a wasting disease, and what do they do to keep you from wasting away? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Have even entered their minds that maybe there's a way to, uh, uh, you know, keep lean body mass on these people. They won't even write a prescription for Anavar. Now that's fucking malpractice. That's medical malpractice, is what that is. Why would you not use that drug? You know, it's available, it works every time it's been used. But I don't know, it'd be wrong. It's antibiotic steroids. (laughs) What do you think they invented this shit for? (laughs) You know, but they won't even do that. I don't know, I'm not happy with doctors. How many of you guys are doctors? Nobody? The room is clean. (laughs) Too bad. Any physical therapists in <clears> here? <throat> yep. You got one physical therapist. We got any football coaches? No shit. You're a football coach? That makes sense. Yeah, but for sixth graders.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's interesting, Chris. You're not you're of above average intelligence for a high school. Teacher. <laughs> they won't hire you, You go to the interview with a uh, with a high school and they say Chris what's your uh, what says here your IQ is uh, 122 Uh, Chris you know that makes you ineligible (laughs) 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 to be a high school coach I mean we see three digits you know
0: (laughs) three digits (laughs) (laughs) top of the bell curve I was a physician assistant I worked in uh, surgery, and uh, sadly it was before I found this method right send them to physical therapists all the time, following joint replacements, and uh, like post-op shoulders, and uh, we ever seen do really well.
1: Yeah. Especially occasionally. But- occasionally. On rare occasions. But, uh, as Eric will tell you, most of the people he works with are morons. You know, you can be a moron and get food, a terminal degree. Doctors do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. So well, along that line, um, yeah.
0: for when I'm going to be seeing clinical patients, and if they're in acute pain or chronic pain, whatever, um, would you recommend any kind of PT rehab type stuff or just try to jump into the STAR rehab protocol? As soon as possible. No,
1: they don't need anything specific like that. Anybody you see, I mean, you don't see people with acute muscle belly tears. No, but it's. Well, that's what the STAR rehab protocol is for. Yeah, because it's herniated this and stuff, which you can still do it for. Well, yeah, but it's really primarily designed for sports injuries, you know, acute yeah, how you muscle belly. Back? But what about back problems? How do you deal with that? Uh, just I start it, with back people, back problems for people who have not got a training history as fives. Yeah. Start with five. Light, light deadlifts. Light deadlifts. Fives, not star. Light yep. deadlifts. Yep. Just get them moving under the bar. You know, have them deadlifted first, squat as soon as they're capable of doing it. This is going to freak them out. I wouldn't have them squat the first day. I would have them deadlift the first day because you can do that. Without pain, if you have to, you use a rack pull position, a partial, but you just load the movement, teach them how to keep their back flat, put an empty barbell in their hand, and have them do a set of five. If you do three sets of five with that patient that day, they're better in an hour. Weird. They're better in an hour. So why don't physical therapists know that? Well, this isn't that complicated, is it? Take you back. Just recently had a patient, she was stasp
0: post-disectomy. She was about... How far? uh, About three weeks out of
1: surgery.
0: Deathly afraid of bending forward. Oh
1: God, yes, because she'd been told she'll die.
0: And all I did was prop up a couple of things with an 18 pound weighted bar on the ground, taught her how to deadlift, and within probably about two sessions, she's like, my back does not hurt anymore. It works. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Now, if somebody can figure out how to monetize this, we're all fat, Earthly. We're all a bunch of fat, rich motherfuckers. If you can figure out a way to monetize that, that incontrovertible fact that all of us know, but nobody will listen to us, will they? We? Well, we're working on it, so... We'll get back to you. All right. So you might not have an answer for me, but I was wondering if um, do you know if hormonal forms of birth control have a significant impact on the strength development of women? Uh, maybe, but I don't know that it matters. Okay. And the reason I say that is because if you start from zero and you have them trained, they will see a net improvement, right? Okay. Now, would the improvement be better Were they off of their pill? Maybe. But do we really want to know that? (laughs) No. No. Leave them alone. Okay? So I'm supposed to ask you about kids and lifting weights. Okay. Because I have a
0: six-year-old. Do I have to ask you about kids and lifting weights? Yes. Children can lift
1: weights. (laughs) as long as they use excellent technical form. (laughs) Children can lift weights as long as they learn how to control effectively their eccentric descent during the movement patterns. Children can lift weights as long as they perceive the activity as play Children cannot train, as discussed in the previous lecture this afternoon, as they lack the hormonal milieu to recover from incrementally increasing loading.
0: (laughs) Do not be
1: the parent that forces your child into a linear progression when they are 12 years old as you see on the internet with small children with abs. (laughs) Because you will rot in hell. (laughs) We're doing that to a child who gets to be a child only once. All right.
0: How would you adopt the protocols into an in-season or off-season for athletes? Would you just modify volume? Which athletes? Just... Let's say
1: are they novice, intermediate, or advanced?
0: Elite in their sports. So if that doesn't it. mean a
1: fucking thing. Are they actual athletes
0: or are they just deciding actual, that they, actual. Are or are
1: they college? Know, are they, they college actual football actual players actual or are they athletes? Actual athletes. Mm-hmm. Have they gone through the linear progression? No. Then they're no, novices. They no modification. Then they're just novices. I know that's shocking, but they're novices.
0: No, I'm, I'm not shocked about Most
1: that. freshmen freak 38-inch <coughs> jump. Football players recruited to D1 schools are novices. You see how easy it would be to train them? You really understand what I'm saying? You know how easy it would be to have these guys come in the gym and do nothing but three days a week come in and add five pounds to all those lifts? Maybe ten pounds at first because they are freaks after all. You don't have to do all this silly-ass BOSU shit and rate of force development. You just get their squat from 325 <coughs> up to 525. And then practice their sport. And then practice their sport. And then they can hit you because they're squatting 525. If the defensive backs can squat 525, that makes them kind of badasses, doesn't it? But what is being done instead? functional job training bullshit, yeah. you know. One of, my, one of my best friends is the, a,
0: a big one coach. He, he was at Baylor. He's not at Baylor now. He's at another big school. And they uh, he had me out to watch their program. And they uh, at, at – first off, all of the coaches, at, all the strength coaches was at Baylor, or maybe 25, including grad assistants and stuff, came in at like 4.30 in the morning. And at uh, 5 till 6 – they let the guys in at 6, especially the ones that have 8 a.m. classes. They turned up the Metallica at 5:55 a.m. And the doors were locked to the weight room. And one minute before 6 a.m., all of the strength coaches lined up on made two lines in front of the door, and they started the slow clap.
1: In, in lieu of print.
0: <laughs> and at 6, the second the clock turned to 6, they opened the door and like, YO! Yeah! High fives, all these guys, and they came in and did twenty minutes of bullshit, and, and no, nobody's even embarrassed. 20, yeah, twenty minutes, no squats, no deadlifts, just a bunch of bullshit. And then we ran as fast as we could over the practice field, including the coaches. And they did forty-eight dynamic warm-up movements because <laughs> they're, they're, right? they're all still you cold, They're all still cold. They fired off the line. <laughs> and they fired off the line in all these different ways: and high knees, karaoke's, tail kickers, but you know all this shit. And somebody would do it wrong and they blow the whistle. For a tweet, and they'd be like, get back in line, motherfucker. You don't deserve to wear that Baylor t-shirt. Take it off, turn it inside out, put it back on. That's what they I mean, that's what they do. No coaching. Not how you how you did it wrong. Just that you did it wrong. Right? And then at five till eight, they blew the whistle and all the kids with 8 a.m. classes ran as fast as they could to class and everybody else, the upper class, ran back to the weight room where well, they did 20 minutes of bullshit. But that's what they do.
1: Because it looks they, like football. Yeah, That'd they be. could just. <laughs> it looks like college finish. football. Think about the optics. Right. Because that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it's about, isn't it? Just the optics. They could lift and practice and maybe, especially
0: in preseason, push a prowler a little bit and yeah. get some condition and be done. Yeah. They ought to push the prowler. They ought to
1: do that shit. But that's all. That's it. That's all they ought to do.
0: You can't pay, you can't pay these guys, or head strength coaches, by the way, most head strength coaches for universities are actually assistant athletic directors. It's an admin position, it's not an actual strength coach. Position. You can't pay them 200 grand if that's what they do, if they put them on starting strength, which is what they get paid. That guy gets paid 200 grand, and everybody else gets paid $30,000 a year to work 90 hours a week. It's a horrible job, you don't want to do it, get out, go into the private sector and actually make money not worth it. You don't even know if you're a good coach anyway. If that's who you coach,
1: right? All right. I was just
0: going to say, are there schools out there that actually incorporate strength training? No, not really. No.
1: Sac State. <laughs> yeah, I mean like. But that's one school in the United States. No. How
0: do you think they should be evaluated? If like technique. Who should injury, be evaluated? The strength coaches at these schools.
1: How should strength coaches be evaluated? Yeah. Did they get the kids strong? What did, what, did the, what did the average squat do? What did the average deadlift do? What's the average clean? How many are pressing over 300? I mean, because look who they're training. Right? You can't get a kid with a 38-inch vertical to a 300 press. Well, you know what the hell you're doing. This is what the media doesn't understand. Because who does everybody find out about this shit from? Where are you going? What? Sports Illustrated, ESPN, the TV stations, you know, YouTube, and where's all that YouTube content coming from? Sports journalists who think Steph Curry is the strongest human being on the face of the earth because he can do 405 for six on a trap mark. On a trap mark. His wife can do that. (coughs) Yeah. You know, and as a result, standards are very low, so nobody evaluates anything.